The following podcast is a Dear Media production. She's a lifestyle blogger extraordinaire. Fantastic. And he's a serial entrepreneur. A very smart cookie. And now Lauren Everts and Michael Bostick are bringing you along for the ride. Get ready for some major realness. Welcome to the Skinny Confidential, him and her. Aha. I mean, this is a very artistic field, so we are like... We are have one foot in science and one foot in art as a as a plastic surgeon, right? As a facial plastic surgeon, like there's a whole lot of artistry that goes into this and aesthetic judgment. So number one is the provider's aesthetic judgment, right? You need to make sure like they see the face the same way you see it, and that just comes again from word of mouth, seeing their work, and and talking to that person, that doctor, making sure that you agree with what they want to do for you. So that's number one. Welcome back, everybody, to the Skinny Confidential, him and her show. That clip was from our guest of the show, Dr. Jason Diamond. On this episode, we are talking all about facial surgery, procedures, what to do, what not to do, what's on trend, what's off trend, what to stay away from, and what to go towards if you're thinking about doing this. For those of you that are new to the show, my name is Michael Bostic. I'm a serial entrepreneur and brand builder, most recently the CEO of the Dear Media Podcast Network. And I'm Lauren Everts Bostic, the creator of The Skinny Confidential. I am so excited for this episode because Dr. Jason Diamond has been on the podcast before. Episode 130. Definitely listen to that. Um, And we just had like a really general conversation about plastic surgery in that episode. But this episode, I was able to, and Michael too, was able to really, really extract all the little niche things. We talked about I'm going to mispronounce this. Buccal, how do you say it? Buckle. Buckle fat pad removal. I didn't even know what that was until we started. We talked about Instagram face. I didn't know what that was either. (laughs) Well, you do know what it is. You just don't know. You know what it is. Does that make sense? No, I literally did not know what it was until I was explained. And that's the benefit of this show is I I learned things I don't know. We talked about brow lifts. We talked about lip lifts. We talked about jaw sculpting, how to get a snatched jaw. He breaks everything down for us. So if you're looking for more of a general episode, start with the episode Michael just recommended. Number 130. 130. It's very general on plastic surgery, rhinoplasty. This episode is going to be very, very niche. I personally am a huge fan of Dr. Diamond. I have gone to him for a PRP, which is this amazing procedure that we talk about in this episode where you get microneedling done and they take your blood and inject the blood back into your skin while you're getting microneedling done. That's I mean, if, if anyone's ever gonna, if I would ever let anyone touch this face that's falling down my skin, like and falling off my face, I, it has to be him. Because I just, there's one thing that I think is important on this episode, um, when people are listening, if they're thinking about doing procedures, is to get all this information to know you're going to the right person and make sure you have, like there's so many people out there that do this type of stuff, but there are very few artists and experts. Dr. Jason is obviously one of them. And so, you know, I think what this episode really helps to point out is like, be thoughtful in the process. Don't use a Groupon. Don't just go off, you know, you know, some random Google recommendation, like actually really do your research and make sure you're not only getting the the right procedure, but you're getting the right procedure done by the right person. If you've seen his Instagram, you've seen every single celebrity that you could possibly imagine. You've seen Sophia Ritchie, Scott Disick, Kim Kardashian, Khloe Kardashian, Kourtney Kardashian, Amber Rose, Kate Upton, January Jones, all the housewives, Kyle Richards, Dorit, Paris Hilton, kind of everyone. He really, truly does the who's who of Hollywood. And he's humble. He's smart. He's amazing. But most of all, he has an eye for aesthetics and taste. I'm telling you, I've never seen a doctor like him. He's one of those doctors that looks at your face and and, and he's just looking looking at you like he's going to sculpt you like Michelangelo. So for those of you that have not listened to episode 130, and I highly suggest that you do, let's meet Dr. Jason Diamond. He is a top facial plastic surgeon who helps his patients achieve a youthful, natural-looking appearance. He is double board certified and was once on the popular show Dr. 90210. With that, Dr. Jason Diamond, welcome back to the Skinny Confidential, him and her show. This is the Skinny Confidential, him and her. What is going on with Instagram face? It's a lifted brow. It's a, a jawline that is so snatched. It's a high cheekbone. Is this editing or is this plastic surgery? It's exaggerating certain. It's exaggerated features in a, in a certain way that younger people like the way that photographs. And sometimes it's edited. Sometimes there are procedures that we do that can contribute to the the lateral brow elevation, the the snatched jawline that 
term is also taking off the snatch look, the snatch neckline. So the procedures we do to get people towards that goal, I find that it's an overused term. I find that it's important to make people look their best and enhance their features while maintaining their features as well. Like I always want to maintain somebody's features that make them look their their whatever their culture is, whatever their ethnicity is, like maintain those features while enhancing the features to make them look their best. So I'm not trying to make everybody look the same, but but there certainly certainly is that term which uh, a lot of people you know come in and ask for. You know, I want that Instagram face. I want that snatched look. I want to look like you know Kim and everybody you know everybody else, all the 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 well known girls that everybody's trying to look like. So a lot of people come in and ask for exactly that. So if if you were to like break down, if you're looking at these celebrities with these these Instagram faces, what do you think they've had done? Like brow lift, jaw lift, nose job? Oh, it's uh, it's a it's a very much a mixed bag. A lot of people automatic. A lot of people have pretty close to that anyway. A lot of the famous girls as well. A lot of times why they're famous because they have that those particularly strong features that photograph re- really well. And sometimes we're just tweaking little tiny things just to maximize it it could be as little as one little pop here and there to maximize it and other people requires a lot of different procedures to get towards that look so it's a it's not like it's a one it's not not a one one cookie cutter answer and people are doing plastic surgery young now like it's not you know people aren't waiting until they're 60 to get a face facelift anymore we talked about this last time for a little bit i mean younger and younger right yeah younger and younger yeah the when i first started I would say the average age of a facelift patient was probably about 60. That was the average, meaning like there were some 50-year-olds and some 70-year-olds averaging out to 60. I'd say today in 2020, the average age is probably 49, 50, which means there's a lot of 40-year-olds, 45-year-olds, as well as 55. And so it's definitely gone down probably a good 10 years in average over the last 20 years, I'd say. I've even heard since moving to LA that I, I know a couple girls that are 27 years old that have had a lower facelift. Is that normal now? 27 would be quite young. I have done them early on people who've had either significant acne scarring where we had to just pull the skin to like flatten out those divots and also people with significant weight loss where they really sagged. I've done them on that age range. But for an age anti-aging purpose, I would say you're probably looking more like upper 30s on the low end. Okay. Yeah. And what about threads? Threads, I, I t- kind of talked to you about this yeah. before in office. I know that you're not the biggest fan. Have you, are you still with that opinion? It, it's not that I'm not the biggest fan. Uh, that, maybe that's accurate. Maybe it's not. Let me, let me dive into that a little bit. So again. What to, are threads for, for the ignorant at the table? So threads are these little, they're like sutures. Okay. Really no different than the sutures we use do, during surgery. And they have these little hooks on them, these little barbs. And they got their motivation from the porcupine quill. If you understand how a porcupine quill works, it's got these unidirectional barbs on it. So when it enters, it can only go deeper. You can't pull it out because as you try to pull it out, those little barbs catch the skin and grip. So that's how these were developed. The particular doctor from North Carolina it was who created, he used that as his motivation. And so there are these little thin sutures or wires that have hooks on them and when you you there are techniques to weave them into the skin and then because when you try and pull on them they grip you can't pull them out you can take advantage of that by pulling in a certain way and letting it grip the skin and then trying to secure it down so it maintains this lift these have been around for a long long time a long time it's but because of the social media boom and the Instagram boom and all these types of things, which let's face it, usually the younger surgeons are much more, the younger doctors, I don't want to say surgeons, the younger doctors are much more facile at this social media game. And so because it's a sort of a sexy term and a very, it's sort of amenable to social media because you can do it and show the result immediately it's very much promoted on social media. And so the the misnomer here is that people tend to think it's a new thing because now it's being promoted by these young guys. This stuff has been around since tw- since 2000. It's been around for 20 years. I've done th- probably close to 1000 of them. This is this is nothing new. There are many th- treatments that are much newer than this. And so when you ask me what I think about them, I have a huge experience with them. The thing about it is that you need to look at the when you're going to do a treatment like this you need to look at what the effects of it are down the road right like 
you might be do something that looks good today, but if it has somewhat of a negative impact down the road, that's important for that person to understand. And now we've been doing these for 20 years. We understand what the impact is. So you have to weigh out the risk-benefit ratio. And it's just a discussion I have to have with each person. If I know that person's going to be have a detrimental effect from it, two, three years down the road, five years down the road, I discuss that with them. And if I, and oftentimes these procedures will make the more significant procedure down the road more difficult to perform. So if like a, let's say a 35 year old comes in and they see a little jowling or a little something that's bothering them, they'll many times ask for threads. And oftentimes we'll, after discussions, we'll say, okay, let's do that. But if I know they're going to need a facelift at 40 to get what they want, which many people do, or Let's say they come in at 40 and they ask for the thread. If I know they're going to need the facelift at 45, I oftentimes that procedure will make their facelift results, it will make it more difficult to get the result we want. It might hurt them down the road. So it's a discussion that we have to have. They're not a harmless procedure. Any procedure we do has its implications and its you know, its, its potential downsides. And so it's a discussion that you have to have with, with each individual person. In general, the threads are marketed by the people who do them as like, you don't need a facelift, you can do threats. And that's just completely false. It's, it's like grand, your grandfather, my grandfather taught us there's no shortcuts, right? In life, there's no shortcuts. There's never a shortcut. And these things are no different. They are, do not take the place of a facelift. They can give a little bit of a lift if they're done correctly, but usually the results are very short-lived. And so you see them marketed as though, oh, these things last two years. That's just, I've, in 20 years, I've never seen a thread lift last two years. And I've done more than any anyone you see marking them on Instagram, any nurse, any dermatologist. I've done more than that. I guarantee you, I've done more than anyone who's marking them. I've never seen one last two years. Quick break, because you know what I find sexy, Michael? If it doesn't involve me, I don't want to hear it. It does involve you. It's a man cooking a steak on the grill, specifically a steak free of antibiotics and added hormones. Well, the reason you find it so sexy, Lauren, is because quality matters more than just texture and taste. And that's why I use ButcherBox. We don't all have access to high quality meats, but if you use ButcherBox and sign up for their service, you can get all of the best 100% grass-fed, finished beef, free-range chicken, heritage-bred pork, wild-cut salmon, all at the best prices that everyone can afford. That is right. If you're looking for a gift for your significant other, your husband, your dad, something fun, ButcherBox has you covered. So basically, you get convenient access to high-quality meat. ButcherBox believes everyone deserves high-quality, humanly sourced meat. You basically just get meat that's amazing with no antibiotics or added hormones delivered straight to your door. Each box has 9 to 11 pounds of meat, enough for 24 meals. It's packed fresh, shipped frozen, and vacuum sealed, so it stays that way. We even customize our box. I know Michael has a very specific way of how he likes his box. When he gets it, he's on the grill. It's so sexy. He puts an apron on. It's a whole thing. Michael's favorites is to do the custom box. When you go on the website, they have options like 100% grass-fed and finished beef. They have free-range organic chicken, heritage pork, wild caught Alaskan salmon, which is my favorite. And then Michael's favorite, the sugar nitrate-free bacon. He likes this with his eggs in the morning. It's basically the way meat should be. I know a lot of people are huge fans of ButcherBox, and it's really the most affordable and convenient way to get healthy, humanely raised meat straight to your door. You should know they have free shipping nationwide, except Alaska and Hawaii. So, Mark a visit to the meat counter off your list and receive quality meats delivered to your door now. Go to butcherbox.com skinny. That's butcherbox.com skinny. All right, let's get back to Dr. Diamond. What a time to be in your line of work. Because I mean, with social, I mean, like this, it's got to be booming. But what I, what I imagine is somewhat of a challenge for you is like you said, there's younger and younger people coming in. And I, you know, I know myself when I was young, I'm not thinking as far ahead as I'm thinking now, right? You're just like, oh, I'm going to do that. I need it. I need it today. I need to look better today. Or I need to get that result today. You're not, you're not thinking like, hey, this needs to last for 30, 40, 50 years. So do you find difficulty when you're like a young person comes to you and they want this so bad? Like, and if you know it's not right from like, how do you navigate that? Yeah, well, that's, the, I mean, that's the whole, that's the whole art of this business. It's, it's learning to navigate that. And that's what takes experience and knowledge and, and all those types of things and seeing thousands of them. I mean, that's how we navigate it because we've 
been on the other side, we see the other side of it. And with respect to the threads, I've been, you know, there is a role for them and we've been working on some things to make the scar tissue less and to make the result, the results with uh, last with a little more longevity. So there's some things I'm doing that are, it's making me like them more and more. It's making the results better. And we're fine tuning these little tweaks that we're making with some other combined technologies. It's not that I'm not a fan. It's just, I, I know exactly what they do and what they don't do. I know exactly because I've done so many and seen them for 20 years. What bothers me is the misinformation, the false advertising, let's say, the people saying this is going to last you 18 months guaranteed. If you find me a patient that's lasted 18 months on, have them call me because I want to talk. I've never seen that. I want to talk to that person. I've been doing this for a long, long time. If you can't get a facelift and you just don't want to get threads, is there something in between that can give you insane results that we haven't maybe heard about on social media? Well, yeah, I mean, that's, I mean, half my practice are people who are doing these things on, yeah, there's all kinds of things. The the things that I love to do that give great long results that are completely safe and look amazing. Facial, diamond facial sculpting. That's my, fa I mean, it's one of my favorite things to do. There are some other minimally invasive type of procedures, but there are many things that work very well and hold people off until they need that facelift. Many, many different techniques. I mean, we were just talking about me and I don't mind talking about me because to me, so we could go, but like, you know, my eyes eventually, I, my mom like told me one, like my eyes are dropping down, you know, yeah. like at some point, like I have hooded eyes and I'm squinting and reading a lot. And I imagine over time it's going to get worse. So like trying to navigate with you and just asking you earlier, like what, what would you do as a 33 year old man to kind of get ahead of it so that I don't just like my eyelids don't just fall over my face. Right. And, and again, each individual, you have to take each person on a case by case basis. There's no one right answer for like we just talked about beforehand for you. I would try Botox first. I would try little, we have, we have a little non-surgical brow lift technique that I've created. It combines a little Botox strategically with a little facial sculpting on the upper third of the face in behind the hairline, underneath the brow. Facial sculpting is my injectable technique. Combining uh, Botox in such a way so that we weaken the muscles that pull the brow down and we enhance the muscles that pull the brow up. That's part of the strategy as well as the facial sculpting in certain areas just to create that elevation away from the skull of the skin in such a way that it creates an elevation to the brow. That can, That's a very effective technique for many people, completely safe, looks good immediately with no downtime. And so that's a great technique that I would use on you and I would use on me before I considered something more aggressive. Now we try that, we see what it does. I suspect on you it would work great. I have all the confidence in the world it would work great. If it worked great, we do that until such time that you say, you know what, I don't want to see you every six months. I, I love you, but I don't want to see you every six months. I get that, right? Like if that's the case, then we could talk about something a little more aggressive that might last a little longer. That might be, we might talk about a thread lift with some adjunct technologies to make it work a little better. We might talk about a little minimally invasive surgical procedure that will work more predictably well than a thread lift and will last you 10 years versus six months you know so there's a whole range of things we would talk about depending on your situation it's interesting to sit across the table from you and look you in the eye because we, we and people should listen to the first time you came on the show to talk about how you got into this because i really think you take an artistic approach to the face and like i, I really appreciate that about you but you, i can tell when you're looking like you're anal you analyze the face, and it's and it's weird because not everybody obviously people don't think about doing that but this is your line of work when you look at a face like like just any face and you start talking about a strategy with your experience do you, can you in a way, almost predict like what will happen over the next 20 years to that face? Yes, absolutely. And I'm looking at your face right now. I'm yeah. seeing under your skin. I'm looking yeah, yeah, at the, I see the I'm nerves and the blood vessels. Like I know where all the traps are because I'm doing surgery on those all day. Yep. And it's like, it's like I, it's like a little spiel I tell people, this is not to pat myself on the back, but it, this is just the reality. Yeah. The reality is like, I'm a, fa I'm a facial plastic surgeon. I built my career, my reputation, my name, and our success based on my facial surgery procedures over 20 years, facelifts, brow lifts, eyelid rejuvenation. That, that's how I built my career. Now, based on that success, we developed the non-surgical practice, which we've been blessed and fortunate, and I love that we've developed probably if not the biggest non-surgical practice in the world, certainly one of them. So now I do tons of non-surgical procedures, which I have grown to love, as well as surgical procedures. So when I look at a person, I'm looking as a surgeon, I'm seeing what's going on inside, underneath, evaluating how that's, that particular anatomy is going to age, and also understanding where the, the risky components are, because some of the non-surgical treatments, this is not publicized too often, but 
some of the non-surgical treatments, if not done correctly, can have more significant drastic complications than surgical complications. Because a lot of people who aren't surgeons are doing these non-surgical procedures. There are some really important nerves and blood vessels underneath. And if you stick one of those with a needle the wrong way or inject something into one of those, oh, you could readily cause blindness. It happens all the time. You could cause strokes, which happens, you, I mean, you could cause some really drastic, severe, life-changing complications with a simple little injection if you don't really know what's going on. And so it's just important as a surgeon to understand, you know, as, as a course. surgeon myself, I understand those things. And so that's what I'm looking at when I'm looking well, at Well, that's why I want to bring it up because if, you, if, if you're working with someone like you, you can kind of roadmap it and know, okay, like I'm going to, you know, maybe you start six months, two years, three years with the Botox. Like you can roadmap it with someone who knows what they're doing where like if you're all over the place with someone who doesn't, like you... Yeah, I don't want to have to. I would not want to have to come to you to fix something. Right, right, right. exactly. You know I mean? It's right. like getting it's like getting poor legal work, right? right. You, like, doesn't matter if you're saving money in the beginning. I guarantee you, with legal work, it's going to cost you a lot more for someone that has to come in and clean it up. So, so yeah, what if Stephanie right. in Minnesota doesn't have access to you, and she wants to go to her local plastic surgeon? Yeah. What are some things that not only she needs to ask, but let's take it a step further. What kinds of filler and Botox would you look for, and are there some that you would be like, no way? Yeah, I mean that that's so what products you're actually using is, you know, is a very personal decision. Some doctors become comfortable with one product, some doctors become comfortable with another. I have mine that I have grown to love over a long track record of using them and knowing exactly how they're going to react. That doesn't mean what I use is the only things that should be used. There might be a doctor in somewhere else who likes a different filler and they know from their years of experience, they're going to know exactly how that behaves. That's really what it's about. It's about that that provider knowing what that product is going to do, understanding the power and the limitations of what it is that they do. That's really what makes, I think, a big part of what makes a successful doctor a provider is really understanding what it is that you're doing, knowing exactly what the power of your procedures are and what the limitations are. So for someone in Minnesota who can't come out here, I think it's essential you find a board-certified facial plastic surgeon or plastic surgeon. That's the only people I would have inject me that I'd be comfortable with because at least you know that doctor knows exactly where those important structures are and they are definitely not going to create any harm. Number one is don't create any harm. So that's number one, board certified. And that, and again, we've talked about this before. A board certified facial plastic surgeon, board certified plastic surgeon, that's a lot different than a board certified cosmetic surgeon. And I'm, I'm not going to get into the details of what that is, but there's a big difference. So you don't, if you hear the word board certified cosmetic surgeon, that's really not, that. that's, you really want to look for plastic or facial plastic surgeon, not cosmetic surgeon. There's a, there is a huge difference, which we could discuss another time. So that's the first qualifications I would look for. And then, you know, it's always good to go to somebody who you've seen other good work from. I mean, word of mouth is still, even in this world of social media, word of mouth is still the safest way. When I'm looking for something, I don't go to I don't go to Google and type in. I ask my friends, "Hey, who who'd you have do your shoulder? You had shoulder surgery. How did it go? Who'd you use?" Like that's how I. That's still to this day how I find my providers. Word of mouth. Hold up, quick break to talk about one of my favorite loungewear items, which is perfect if you're working from home like I am. Uh, well, mainly from home. I'm doing the studio and then mostly at home, so I want to look um, semi cute. <laughs> for Michael. And I also want to feel good. And I am 25 pounds overweight right now. So it's important to me to have a pant that flatters my ass, which is why I keep turning back to Beta Brand's dress pant yoga pants. I have been talking about these pants, these specific pants for the last year and a half. If you haven't tried them, you're missing out. They are as comfortable as your pajamas, but they look professional. So if you want to do a Zoom, you can do it, but then you can go back to lounging on the couch watching Real Housewives. Um, you could do either, you know what I mean? And you feel like you got dressed for the day. Many people that have come on our podcast who are really successful have said, try to get dressed up even if you're working from home. It's important to feel good about yourself. And your significant other will definitely pinch your butt in these pants. You can't walk by these without looking. They're that cute. Some of the pluses are that these are, this is a big plus for me, they're wrinkle resistant stretch knit fabric. So they're not going to wrinkle. They have all different kinds of styles, boot cut, straight leg, skinny, cropped, eight pocket, and more. I always talk about the 
skinny ones. I'm very into the skinny style if you're looking, and I like them in black. Right now, all Skinny Confidential him and her listeners can get 25% off your first order when you go to betabrand.com skinny. That's 25% off your first order for limited time at betabrand.com skinny. Find out why women are buying five different pairs of these pants. Go to betabrand.com skinny for 25% off and check out the skinny ones in black. Okay, back to the show. That's a great tip. I like word of mouth too. Yeah, yeah. I feel like some plastic surgeons too, they they try to go too overboard. So like if if someone's getting their lips filled, they're too big. If someone's getting their cheeks filled, it's it's squishing the eye up, which makes right. the eye look small. Like there's all these things that I think people don't realize actually makes them look older. Like for, if you can't see my teeth, I, I don't think that's youthful. I want to show my right, teeth. Right, exactly. So there's all these little like secrets too that I think it's important to look for someone that doesn't overfill you like a balloon. Do you have any thoughts on that? I do. I do. So number one, again, aesthetic judgment. That I mean, this is a very artistic field. So we are like, we are ha- have one foot in science and one foot in art as a, as a plastic surgeon, right? As a facial plastic surgeon. Like there's a whole lot of artistry that goes into this and aesthetic judgment. So number one is the, providers aesthetic judgment right you need to make sure like they see the face the same way you see it and that just comes again from word of mouth seeing their work and and talking to that person that doctor making sure that you agree with what they want to do for you so that's number one number two it's back to what i was saying as a surgeon right i i i as a surgeon i'm never going to try to fit around peg into a square spot never because i know i have surgery as an option when so i don't have to overfill right a lot of popular injectors might be obgyns might be dentists might be nurses might be some internist internal medicine doctors who are doing this on the side they don't have surgeries and options so they're going to see you and just know that filler is the only so they're going to talk into filler try to get you to do filler fill 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 oh you didn't lift enough let's fill more fill more oh it didn't do enough let's fill more fill more next thing you know you got a basketball head right like i never i never have to do that because i know if the filling is, you know, if, if I can't keep it within a natural fr- framework, then I know that that's not your option. And now we have to do a little more aggressive, little surgical pull or something to that effect. So we're never going to overdo it with filler because we don't have to. Let's talk about something that I don't think has been talked about a lot. And maybe in, in your profession it has, but I feel like normal people aren't talking about it. And I'm probably going to mispronounce it. Buccal fat? Buccal fat reduction. Buccal fat. Okay. Tell us about that because I think that's a secret in Hollywood that people aren't telling anyone. Yeah. Okay. So that this goes, this is no different of a discussion than the thread lift discussion. Buckle fat reduction has been around for 60 years, 60 years probably, okay? Like I've I never learned, heard of it. I can't believe it's- Right, exactly. That's the point. Again, because it is a fairly sexy Instagram story, right? Because it's kind of quick and easy and can give these contours. Again, these young social media people are- are showing this as though it's something new. And that's a problem. This is so far from new. It's one of the first procedures I ever learned how to do. It's been around forever. I've done thousands of them over 25 years. This is nothing new. But again, because it's sort of easy to show on Instagram, all of a sudden people are coming in asking about it as though it's new, this new, the new buckle fat, like nothing new about it. The thing about buckle fat reduction is there are, there are, there are a very limited number of people who it is appropriate for. I, I, let me rephrase that. I would say out of 10 people who ask me for it, I'd say out of t- maybe maybe every month 10 people ask me about it and want to do it, I would tell you, this is without exaggeration, maybe one to two of those people are actually good candidates for it where it's not going to hurt them. And okay. just really quickly explain exactly what it is for someone that doesn't know. So buccal fat reduction is a procedure where we make an incision inside the mouth. We numb you up, kind of like the dentist does, little little incisions, little numbing inside the mouth. Then we make a little poke inside the mouth that literally takes one stitch on each side to close. But we go into the buccal space and we remove the fat pad that lives there, or a portion of the fat, not That's all here? The, yeah, it's, it's just outside the mouth on each side. Here, so if you here. suck your cheeks in, that's where it yeah, is. Yeah, suck your cheeks in, you guys, and look in the mirror. That's where it's, that's, that's, where, that's it where it is. Now, it takes, you know, a lot of people will put people to sleep. I do it in the office under a local anesthesia. It's so easy to do. It literally takes... It literally takes five minutes per side. It's like a 10-minute procedure. It's so fast and easy, and it's painless. And and it's great. 
on the right person. If you do it on the wrong person, you're going to age that person prematurely because the biggest misconception people have is that their face is fat, right? That's the biggest. So that's a very common thing. Doc, I, I, I have too much fat in my face. The reality is the face, even when people have round faces, there's often, often fat is not the reason for it. It's often bone structure, muscle mass, glandular tissue. Many people who think they have excess fat in their face don't. And if you take away fat on somebody where it's really not in excess, you're going to make them age faster because what's the most common thing that I see as a facial plastic surgeon on the 45 and up, the most common thing I see is, Doc, I'm too, uh, my face my is God. aged. I've got gels. I've got, I've, I'm hollowed out. My neck skin's getting in. That's all from fat loss. We lose fat as we age. It's no different than our bone mass gets, you hear of osteoporosis all the time. Everyone's bones get thinner. Well, as they age, well, the facial bones get thinner, but the fat, we lose volume. That's the number one cause of aging is volume loss. So that happens anyway, and that's going to cost some of your aging. So if you take away a big bulk of fat as a young, you might really rapidly age yourself. So there's certain people who you should never, ever do it on based on their facial shape. And again, that's my job to understand who that is, just looking at their face, understanding their anatomy, understanding where their aging pattern is going. Certain people you should never, ever do it on. It'd be the biggest mistake of their life. Now, there are a small group of people where, yeah, that they are a good candidate for it when they it will not prematurely age them then they're that's a great candidate for for that procedure and that's just up to the doctor to really understand who that is i'm just going to say this and i don't know if this is true at all bella hadid is someone that to me like when i see her on instagram she looks like she had like she she had like a rounder face and then she got that like sucked in like model-esque look so i think she's sort of the trendsetter in that that's why maybe people are asking you more and more yeah, and look, I, I can't comment. I know on, you can't I comment, can't on, comment on Bella. People ask about her all the time. They ask about Kendall. All the, like right, the other the certain there's the usual suspects that people are always asking about, and I and I just can't comment on them. But you know, again, it's up to me to determine if it's a good if you're a good candidate for it. So not everyone's a good candidate for that. Well, I'd say again, out of everyone that asks, I'd say one to two out of ten people are actually who ask about it, who are interested, are actually a good candidate for it. What's another trend that you see celebrities and influencers asking you for? That's a very niche trend. That's that's new. I think a tr- like and and certain trends come and go. Many of them have been here forever. It's but it's just more in, the, in, in the it's more visible now. In the past, in the past, most of, and I've been taking care of a high profile clientele for a long time. But it's only as for the first half of my career. You, you, they would never even say a word and no one would ever come onto the website. It was so secretive. But something about social media has changed that. Now some celebrities are really more readily willing to talk about it and 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 make it more visible that they've done these certain things and, and publicize it. So these trends, we've been doing them for a long time. It's only they're becoming a little more visible now. But the, a lot of things that people are asking for is that lateral brow the snatched lateral brow or the cat eye lateral brow. People ask about that a lot. And again, they're always bringing in pictures of Bella and Kendall and, you know, the, again, the usual beautiful women. This is what I want. And they have that sort of, that sort of, you know, nicely contoured lateral brow. So that's something that people are asking for readily. They've always asked for it. For 25 years, they've asked for it. It's just now it seems to be sort of more visible. Are there things people are asking for now because of social, because of more visibility that you just disagree with? You don't you don't like doing certain procedures? Like, hey, like go, that's not necessarily at your practice. Yeah, so uh, similar to the things we've talked about. Again, buckle fat pad reduction is way over-promoted. You, a lot of people are having it that shouldn't have it and they're, and they're and regretting it. And that's, again, because they're seeing it every day on all these social media posts, thinking it's new and the latest and greatest. And, and they're having some overzealous you know, younger providers who haven't been around to see the downsides of it readily providing it. So that's one thing that I do a lot of, but I I don't like that that it's being done overzealously and hurting a lot of people. I don't like that. Kybella injections, we talked about this in the past. <clears throat> that's a similar type of situation. Again, out of, I'd say out of 10, let's, let's make it out of 50 people who ask about Kybella injections out of 50, maybe one or two of them are a good candidate for it. Whereas buckle fat, maybe one out of 10 are a good candidate for it. With Kybella, maybe one out of 50 are a good candidate for it. Similarly, because- You're talking about 2% of people. 
yeah wow. max yep. because right two out of 100 maybe because again a lot of people will look at the contour of their neck and say i don't love the contour of my neck i want to tighten that up so there's not one of us in this room who would be and our listeners may not be able to see who i'm pointing to but we got five people in this room not one of us would be a kybella candidate if we wanted our neck tightened because none of us have excess fat in the neck lay people and again non-surgeons maybe maybe roby joanne will look at your neck and be like oh let's let's melt a little fat there and tighten that up when the reality is there's no excess fat to be had there and if you and kybella you just shoot this stuff in it melts every fat cell it sees if you melt fat that doesn't need to be melted you're going to age that skin quickly it won't even take a year or two you'll see it in a few months all of a sudden you've got this crepey thin chicken skin um, and that needs surgery to fix. And I can talk about Kelty Knight, is it? She publicizes it. I think she's she's, yeah, got she's, been, a, she's been on the show. Yeah, she's been on the show. Right. So Kelty, she publicized it for her show so I can talk about it. She Someone did Kybella when she didn't need it. It made her skin sag and crabby. We had to do surgery to fix it. We did the surgery to fix it on her show. It required a pretty significant procedure to fix. So again, Kybella is something that is just so overdone and people are just damaging their neck skin by doing it when it's not appropriate. And again, the reason is because it's so, it's an, your dentist will probably promote it to you. You know, your OBGYN will tell you because it's just an injection. Anybody can do it just because anybody can do it doesn't mean it should be done. Wait, hold up. We are going to talk about Go Macro. They are a mother-daughter owned company and their mission is to spread awareness for a balanced plant-based lifestyle. They have these bars. They come in 15 mouth-watering flavors. They're 100% plant-based and we're really excited to partner with them because all of their ingredients are high quality. They're certified organic, vegan, gluten-free, kosher, non-GMO, clean, raw, and soy-free. I am on this kick right now where I'm doing a lot of gluten-free. I found out what my blood type was, which is like such a long time coming, and found out that gluten does not do well for me. So something I am looking for in things is gluten-free. And we have the same blood type, so. Uh, we do have the same blood type, and now I'm trying to get you to live a little bit more gluten-free too. Listen, if you're going to have any bar, this is the bar to have. Yeah, this is a great way to manipulate, again, your significant other into a more healthy lifestyle. So these are ideal to add to your handbag, especially if you have a hypoglycemic significant other. To give you an example of the flavors, they have oatmeal chocolate chip, maple sea salt and sunflower butter, and chocolate. But my favorite one that I can't stop talking about is the coconut almond butter chocolate chip one, okay? It's creamy. It's like this medley of unsweetened coconut with almond butter and vegan dark chocolate. And what I like to do is cut it up, roll it into balls, and put it in the freezer. It is major, you guys. It's great for a treat just to wind down. And no worries, if you have a food allergy, they also have nut-free flavors. So definitely check them out, especially now that we're at home. It's easy to open the cupboards and just look for something to eat. This is the perfect snack. Get your hands on some of Go Macro's delicious macro bars by going to gomacro.com and using promo code SKINNY for 30% off, plus free shipping on all orders over $60. Definitely, I'm telling you, try the coconut almond butter and chocolate chip bar. You won't be sorry. So what would you have done on Kelty if she came to you and she said, my neck is not snatched. I don't like how this looks. I'm not, I can't do Kybella. Like you yep. said, what do you do? I might do facial sculpting to, to augment the bony structure, which will tighten up the skin. I might combine that with a little strategic Botox, which can lift the neck. I might do a little minimally invasive neck contouring procedure, which is can be done under local anesthesia. It's a way of suspending, it's a scarless procedure to suspend the muscles and snatch the neck when when fat's not the issue, like on her it wasn't, then you just need to suspend the muscle. That's all it takes and you can do that in a very minimally invasive way. Sign me up for that. What's that? <laughs> Tammy, you've never told me about that. What is that? What about lip lifts? Yeah, a, a, okay, great question. S very similar to Kybella and buckle fat and thread lifts. Lip lifts have been around for 50, 60 years, literally. But you look at Instagram again, it looks like, oh my God, this is the latest and greatest and newest thing. It's the same story because it's kind of a very easily packageable story, right? It's kind of quick. It's kind of sexy. It shows where you can see the results pretty quickly. It's kind of shows some dramatic results. So again, lip lifts have been around forever. I've done thousands. I've probably done more lip lifts than anybody you see promoting them over the years. It's nothing new. It is a great procedure for the right candidate. It's the same story. It's for the right person. For the right person, it's a great procedure. For the not right person, it can create a real unnatural look. And again, it just, how do you know? It just 
it just takes your doctor having a lot of experience and understanding of the procedure to determine if you are a good candidate for it. Bye, Michael. I'm getting a lip lift. Watch the baby. <laughs> so do you do you like, or maybe let me frame this in the right way. Are you a fan of what social has done for your line of work or are you like, there's positives and negatives? Like what, how do you view it? Because obviously there's so much visibility. There's so many people doing these procedures. You've kind of alluded to some of the maybe inexperienced surgeons are maybe taking advantage, some are not, but like, so how do you, how do you feel about the current state of like where this all lives and how it's all seen? Yeah, I think that there are pluses and minuses for sure. I think that a lot of younger providers are taking advantage of the salacious nature of it, the sexy, quick, you know, dopamine release kind of thing, the easy sell. I think a lot of young providers are taking advantage of that, which I don't like because a lot of people are easily, you know, sold and then they do and it wasn't right for them. Now they're going to spend the rest of their lives spending money trying to fix a problem potentially. So I don't like that. I do like when it can highlight the appropriate procedures that really can help people. And so it's a very double-edged sword and it's a fine line you have to walk when you're promoting these things. But I don't like that aspect of it, but I do like other aspects of it. You were on like the top hit show on E!, which is the first time I saw you. I remember being like 10 years old and, and watching it. So do you think that it's almost the same kind of thing with social media? Do you see the same inflection of your practice? Like when you were on Dr. 90210, I'm sure you were packed. Is it the same thing now with social media? That's a good question. Yes, I think so. Yeah, when I was on Dr. 90210, for sure, that brought awareness. And it wasn't because it was one of the Dr. 90210 was one of the first shows. There were a Pioneer. few be- there were a few before it, but we were probably the most the most widely watched. And the procedures I was doing, I mean, these were the highest level procedures at the time. And these t- the, this level of facial surgery had never been seen on the airwaves or, or really widely seen before. And so it definitely brought great awareness. It brought a ton of people, not just to me, to, to, to facial specialists all over the country. I'd get emails every day that, hey, thanks so much for what you're doing. My practice is boomed. Like that brought great awareness to people about how natural these procedures could be. And so I think it helped the industry as a whole. You know, social media, you know, we we promote the things that I believe in in a very honest way with, inte- I like to think with the highest level inte- of integrity. And I think people do respond to what we show and, and it's definitely helpful. I mean, it is the way of the world for you know, to promote every business now, I think, is social media. So it's definitely it's definitely a positive thing for us. So I don't know if it's the same as Dr. Natuno's because that was like an instant automatic, you know, again, not just for me, but like I think it just brought immediate awareness to people who never really understood what facial surgery or plastic surgery was. I don't think social media has quite the same impact as, as this TV show did, but it definitely has a positive impact to bring awareness to people. Are you a fan of... And maybe this is a two-part question. Taking fat from your ass and putting it in your lips or doing like a Lisa Renna moment and putting silicone in the lips? So so, so, so this, that's, a, that's a good question too. I spent the first two years of my career doing liquid silicone injections. I studied – so just a quick thing. I went around the world basically and learned from the best of the best. So if I wanted to learn noses, I studied with the best no, rhinoplasty surgeons when I wanted to learn facial implants. I studied with the guys who created facial implants when I wanted to learn facelifts. So I just went around and found the best of the best. Well, I wanted to learn silicone injections because I had heard from some people, they're great, they're permanent, when done right, they're amazing. So I sought out one of the biggest silicone injectors in the world and I spent almost two years studying with him and learning from time to time. So I was one of the only few, I was one of few doctors who was actually injecting liquid silicone. And I stopped doing it after several years because I saw some complications, not from my patients. I saw complications from the guy I was learning from, from his patients who had had it 10, 15 years before. What I learned was that silicone can rear its ugly head years later. You could have a great result for 10 years, 15 years, and all of a sudden out of nowhere, boom, you could get this like big mass that gets infected and can become a chronic problem that requires surgery to fix. So after I saw these complications from people that had it done years before I even started practice, I just stopped cold turkey. I said, I'm not willing to put people at risk like this. So I don't do that anymore. There are probably very few doctors who are injecting that these days, although I still see some people who had it done in their basement from some filler party. Some doctor came in 
from Brazil and injected people. I mean, you hear about this stuff, but it's not a it's not a mainstream thing. To That's do. what I think. I think this was what happened to Lisa. She got the silicone in her lips, and then years later, exactly what you said, there was a problem, and I think she got them removed and replaced. Her lips look so good. Um, mm-hmm. So fat from the ass. Do you like that in the mouth? Yeah, fat injections is, again, it's a time-tested procedure. It's been around for 50 years, probably. Again, I mean, you may think this is like a new thing, looking at some young guy's social media posts. It's been around for 50 years, great procedure. If I'm just doing somebody's lip, if that's all they want, I would do other things before I did fat. Because to do fat, you have to liposuction it out. To liposuction it out, you have to sometimes put people to sleep or give them sedatives. It becomes a procedure. It becomes a day-long procedure with healing people. I mean, meaning they have the procedure, they have to go home and rest, and then they have to recover from the liposuction component. So if I'm just doing lips, I might use some other things. There are lip implants. Well, first of all, there's the fillers, which of course work well, but they can be as short-lived as a few months. There are lip lifts for the right candidates, but there are there are lip implants which work beautifully well, and they're totally safe, and they're not very widely known. And because it's such a little Instagrammable thing, I'm surprised you don't see these young guys promoting that, but they're very hard to do right. So maybe these guys haven't figured it out yet, but as soon as one of these guys, I'm sure they're gonna start promoting as though it's something new. Lip implants have been around for a long time. There are a newer version, which are great. I will admit it's a newer version that are great, and I do love doing them. So it takes 10 minutes to do. You said to me, I want something permanent in my lip. I've done filler with you 10 times and I just don't want to come in anymore. I'd probably go to a lip implant first if that's all we're doing. Now, if you're already going to be asleep for something else and we're already there, yeah, then I'd put some fat in and see how that goes. And oftentimes fat will be permanent, but just as often it will go away within a period of time, whether that be six months or a year or five years. It's hard. It's unpredictable to, to know. It's unpredictable the, with its longevity. But if you're already asleep, yeah, we'll do full do fat grafting re- readily. But if you just come in the office, I would just numb you up and maybe and recommend a little lip implant, which takes five minutes to do and will last you forever. And do you, just so I'm clear, you don't do anything body. You just do face, right? Yeah, I, we do. We have every non-surgical body tightener on the market. So we do the non-surgical body tighteners. But as far as surgical procedures, just face. Okay. And I've done something at your office, PRP, where you guys took my blood. Yeah. Remember, Tammy, I almost fainted in the office. You guys took my blood. It took 15 times to get my vein because you can't see my veins. I was so scared. But the results were amazing. Out of every procedure I've ever done, microneedling and PRP are the best. And I know Kourtney Kardashian, she posted on her Instagram, is a huge fan. Can you mm-hmm. speak on that? Yeah. So so really, it's the instafacial. It's not just the it's, if you remember, it's not just the bl- the blood and the needling. It's injecting the blood in a strategic way, as well as lasering it in a strategic way. It's a it's a four. Part, it's really a four, sometimes five part treatment. But in combination with the other technologies, using that, it can be the best thing you can do for your skin, both for texture, tone, prevent you know anti aging, improving elasticity. It's it's just an amazing treatment that that I really love. And over the years, I've just figured out ways to make it better. And we keep we keep you know advancing that the way we're doing it, and and the results are just. Oh, great. I love I love the procedure. I would actually send you to do that. Listen, I think that he, I need I need to come. Don't in you for think a full, PRP like, would be good for him, Dr. Diamond? It would be great. Yeah. You'd get a great result from it for just the little yeah. browns and reds, just for the texture and the tone to smooth out the tone of your skin. It the would capillaries. Be he has little yeah. yeah, I think that no, you should listen, do I need PRP. a full like diagnostic. I need to yeah. get I need to get Scott in there. Disick post on it too. A lot of guys yeah. get it done too. Yeah. It's not just for women. The PRP yeah. is one that I would send you to do. Listen, a couple more months of quarantine, I'll be fully falling apart. So <laughs> Speaking of quarantine, a lot of people are getting plastic surgery quarantine am i right you are right yes yes i've been was well, since since we've been back open but we shut down during the shutdown but as soon as we were allowed to go we had flooded 50 people who wanted surgery we've i've done every saturday and sunday since we've been open yeah, yeah maybe maybe more than that i mean it's been a Can lot slide, of, slide me an appointment in there don't, it's, me, don't. <laughs> yeah it's been it's been a lot of surgery since we've opened every saturday and sunday i mean i like i haven't had a saturday or sunday off since we've it's been two months now yeah. Oh my God. Yeah, we're, yeah, well, it makes sense. Like when you explain when we were talking off air, like you know, everyone's hiding out, nobody's seeing anybody. Like what a better, like what better time? Yeah, and people are, you know, people are working from home, and people are readily wearing masks, so they could, if they had a bruise or something, they could just hide it. No one asks any questions. It's like the ideal time. Oh my God. But yeah, and a lot of actors and actresses are still shut down, right? They're still not so. A lot of them, this is their ideal time. time. Speaking of masks before, because I know we're running up on time. I, you know, I watch your Instagram and I, I like what you post. And I wanted, I wanted you to talk 
on uh, about the mask and how to properly and gloves and gloves because you know we're all listen nobody knows what we're, we're doing we're gonna sit going back on. and just let you spiel <laughs> but, what the mask but and as a surgeon <laughs> who know like you have to wear a mask and you have to keep a sterile yeah. environment like you know i drive around in the streets lauren and i were driving home from san diego the other day and you look at the people wearing mat everyone's touching everyone's yeah. kind of spitting they're on the phone and i'm like that does, I, maybe just not having it's better than taylor our producers on. touching too many things without using hand sanitizer well, no, because they're touching the things and then they're touching you know and i'm like listen maybe the mass is actually becoming a liability i you know i'm compliant i'm going to do whatever taylor's taking notes back there so just, yeah. give but us i just want spiel. you to talk about it because yeah. i know you posted people should go watch it but you know here's a good place yeah too. as a as a surgeon like my whole life is sterile fields and uh, yeah, i mean it's our whole when we do surgery you're keeping a sterile field you're 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 maximizing the sterility and may and, and managing contamination so we're, we're we're the foremost experts in this okay so I never really thought about it much because I was in quarantine. We shut down. I was in quarantine. I, w- I hadn't gone out in probably literally four or five weeks. I hadn't gone out. And finally, I said, you know what? I'm going to – I just need to get out. I was like, I have my – I won't mention the name of the place, but I have my favorite sub shop that – my favorite sandwich shop that, that I'm – it's that is a 30 or 40-minute drive from me. But it reminds me of home on the East Coast. It's one of the only – I don't want to give away too much because I don't want to get them in trouble. But it's it's, it's I'm going to make you tell me about it. It's, sort of, it's sort of an authentic kind of – I'm not going to let of, you out of the office unless okay. you tell me – we could do it after. But okay, well, well, it's sort of an authentic kind of place. So, so it just reminds me of home. So I love to go. But it's an event for me to go because it's a far drive from my home. And when you get there, there's an hour wait. So it's like a 40-minute drive plus an hour wait every time I go. I go on special occasions. I make my kids go on my birthday and Father's Day because they hate to go, but I love to go. So I, I so I was like, I got to just go get one of these sandwiches. And so I went to this place. I called ahead. They said, yeah, there's going to be social distancing and all this stuff. I said, fine. So I got there. And as the guy's making my sub, I'm watching him. He had a bandana on. I may, may have been, Yeah, I think it was a bandana on. And he's making the sub, and then the bandana fell below his mouth. So he takes his hand, he puts the, takes his hand, puts the mask up, back over his nose, and then continues to make my sub with the same gloves that he was wearing. Two minutes later, the mask falls down. He takes his, stops putting the tomatoes on, and takes his hand and puts the mask back up, and then goes back to putting the mustard on, and then saying, and I'm sitting there going, holy shit. Like, I don't know if I can say shit, but I'm like, I can't believe what I'm seeing. Like this guy, not only, it would have been much better had he not had a mask on. He was completely contaminating my sandwich. I mean, it was, it was the, it was so, the, the technique he was using, it was just so incorrect usage of a mask. It, it would have been much better had he not had a mask on. And then I'm thinking, I'm looking around and there were 10 sandwich makers and they were all doing the same thing. We don't thing. have the sterile training. We don't know. That's right. So, so, so I'm sitting there thinking this place is allowed to be open, but my office has to be shut down. I'm like, this is ridiculous. Like, like this guy is going to contaminate a hundred people if he's got this virus, you know? So then it dawned upon me, I start looking around, start paying attention it's commonplace for people to be grabbing their mask and putting it back up. That's complete com- That's complete contamination city. Similarly with gloves. I see people with their gloves and then they're touching things and they're touching their mouth. Like, So what it, what it, it dawned upon me that people have no idea how to use gloves or a mask. And if without, you're better off not using them if you don't know how to use them. So what you have to understand is if you are, if you touch something that's contaminated with the virus, and it gets on your glove. Now your glove hand is contaminated. So you have to treat that as though you have virus on your hand. So whatever you've touched with your glove is now contaminated. So just because you're wearing a glove and you touch the faucet on your sink, well now if you are, that sink is just as readily contaminated. So just because you're wearing a glove doesn't protect you from anything. And so you need to think in that way. You need to you need to just assume you've got the virus on your hands if you're wearing gloves and just know that anything you touch is going to be contaminated. So you still can't touch your face with your gloves on. You shouldn't touch your faucet with your gloves on. You shouldn't touch a pen that somebody else is going to use with your gloves on. You need to like, so you just need to think in advance, like playing chess, you need to think steps ahead. And it's, and it's, it does take a lot of concentration and it takes a lot of understanding to think this way. And so similarly with the mask, you can imagine if you were in contact with somebody who's got the virus and the particles 
get on the outside of the mask. Well, now if you touch your mask with your hand, now you've got it on your hand. Now anything your hand touches is going to be contaminated. So when this guy is sitting there making my sub, if he's got virus on the mask, and the whole reason to wear the mask is to catch virus from getting into your mouth, so let's assume he's got virus on his mask, now he touches mask, now he goes back to making my sub, now it's on the tomatoes, now the mask falls, he goes and takes his hand, puts it back up, now he's putting on the mustard, now it's on the mustard bottle that he's 10 other guys are going to touch, now he's puts the mask back up because it falls off his nose. Now he goes to cut the sub with the knife. Now it's on the knife. Like, it's a disaster. How do you live? Do you just, like, look at this? And then then, and, and then you're also looking at his face, and you're like, he could use a little filler in his temple. <laughs> I mean, it's, like, Listen, so, like, stressful. <laughs> I, I, I love this country, and I love the people in this country, but I have about 0% faith that any of them can can, oh can, can wear this mask Did you properly. eat the sandwich? I did not eat the sandwich. <sighs> no, I didn't eat the sandwich. I went all the way down there. I did not. I couldn't. I was. I wanted to throw up just watching him. It was just, it was so That's gross. That's what compelled you to do the video that's what compelled me to do the video that's what made me want to do the video and i think there should be some psas about this stuff because i don't think people still understand and that's probably look you know again we could talk about what the realities of this virus are but 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 you know that that's a whole other discussion but i think that if people really knew how to use their gloves and mask you probably would decrease the transmission rate quite quite significantly i would bet i don't know what the statistics are on that but i know what i see and i know that guy if he had it he contaminated every single person he saw that day and there were probably 100 people who went through there i would imagine throughout the day if not more so that's just what i have to say i wish our officials would talk more about stuff like that and would talk more about boosting immunity and about staying healthy besides just saying like mass and social because i think like there's so many people we get the benefit of sitting with people like yourself and learning like we can sit with experts and doctors all the time and get the information put here and people that listen hopefully get that information as well but the high majority of people in this country they're just watching mainstream media like nobody's talking about this stuff it's like wear a mask socially distance don't worry about your immunity come like go to the hospital if something happens like well what do i do like right now you know, my my mom was asking like what's your name? like you get your vitamins in get your vitamin d your e, your a your e. yeah. like boost your immunity to fight it so that you have a fighting chance if you do get it because it doesn't look like it's going anywhere anytime soon i, I agree with you 100 percent. i agree with you 100 percent. staying it's a by the way, keeping people in, again, we'll get political here, I guess. I don't really want to, but keeping people inside is the stupidest thing I ever heard. You're, you need sunlight. You need your, with sunscreen protection, of course, but you need that vitamin D conversion for your mental well-being, your overall health, which is going to help fight if you get, if you get infected. If you're the healthiest you can be, you're going to be able to fight it off much more readily. So to keep people inside is the dumbest thing I've ever yeah, heard. I, I don't mind being political. This this solution is going to create more problems than the original problem. Oh, I think. for sure. I people mean, need to be outside. They need to be exercising. They need their fresh air. They need to. Now, you need to do it safely and smartly, but you need to be outside. I agree. You need to keep your health maximized. Vitamins, eating healthy, working out. You need to do all these things. And as you have seen, the people you know who are healthy, who've got it, it's less than a cold. Know. It's less than a cold. It's the people who aren't healthy in general of course there are the outliers of course there are the outliers but 99.9 percent of people who are really healthy it's less than a it's like a cold yeah like I, I look at like this is not so political it's just if you're looking at stats and we're just looking at statistics like the people like you've mentioned that have been taking care of themselves are healthy and don't have the pre like they're they typically it's minor to little issue that's correct the ones that are having problems or maybe pre-existing conditions or are not taking care of themselves and, and like that's a problem and, people, and we should be talking more about how to I agree with you 100%. We don't hear anything about that. We don't hear PSAs on the right way to use the protective gear, and we don't hear about how to maximize your keep yourself. And it's been politicized too much. Like this is a health issue. It's not a political issue. Correct. This this is it's like that's what drives me nuts about this. It shouldn't be a left right political thing. Like it should be like this is a health issue. This is how you take care of this health issue. I agree with you 100%. So to round out this conversation, if you were to leave our audience with one tip to boost their immunity, it could be a quick tip. What is it? If I had to give you one tip, I mean, there's many, uh, you know, the, the bullet points, exercise, eat healthy and get sunlight with sunscreen, but get sun, you need sunlight to stay inside. Sunlight is essential. People don't talk about it for vitamin D conversion and vitamin D, like that's how your body converts vitamin D into an active form. Vitamin D has been shown to be essential for immune purposes as well as mental well-being. You need both of those things to be strong. So to keep people inside is probably the dumbest thing I've ever heard. And I would say the one thing I would say, get your ass outside. Get outside. I love it. Dr. Jason Diamond, where can everyone find you? Dr. Jason Diamond. Da- at Dr. Jason Diamond. He has the best Instagram. Go guys. watch the mask video, <laughs> people. Learn how to wear a mask. Yeah. Uh, thank you for coming on the podcast. We will leave in the show notes where his other episode was and come back anytime to talk plastic surgery. You always kill it on these yeah. shows. All right, thanks so much. <laughs> 
Hi, hello, don't go yet. Would you like to win a very skinny confidential pink package? Tell us your favorite part of this episode on my latest Instagram at the skinny confidential and one of our team members will drop into a few of your inboxes and send you some swag. I'm telling you the new stickers, you can't go wrong. And as always, make sure you've rated and reviewed the podcast. We do giveaways all the time and to enter them, you have to rate and review. It takes five seconds. And if this show's brought you any kind of value, we would really appreciate it. Hope you have an amazing week and we'll see you next Tuesday. This episode was brought to you by Go Macro. Whether you're chasing your fitness goals from home, going for a hike, or braving the great indoors, macro bars are sure to give you the fuel you need to conquer any of your summer wellness goals. Get your hands on some of Go Macro's delicious macro bars by going to gomacro.com and using promo code SKINNY for 30% off plus free shipping on all orders over $60. This episode was brought to you by Beta Brand. Our listeners can get 25% off their first order when you go to betabrand.com slash skinny. That's 25% off your first order for a limited time at betabrand.com slash skinny. Find out why women are buying five different pair of these pants, okay? Go to betabrand.com slash skinny for 25% off. This episode was brought to you by ButcherBox. So mark a visit to the meat counter off your list and receive quality meats delivered straight to your door now. Just go to butcherbox.com skinny. That's butcherbox.com skinny.